Welcome to the Keyforge Premier League podcast, where we will focus on the people of the community that are contributing to the growth of our sport. Get inside perspectives on the reasons they play Keyforge, what they think about the community, and various other sidebars and hijinks. Be sure to go to the website, www.keyforgepremierleague.com, to find everything you need to know to get started on your path to the top. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And if you have any inputs or requests, please reach out to us at keyforgepremierleague at gmail.com. And we will do our best to represent the demand of the player base. The Keyforge Premier League is by the community for the community. Welcome to Manlius, New York, and I'm Jupiter Sacadura, and I'm here with my friend and Canadian, Dominic. How have you been, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all well. You know, I got all the kids here right now trying to be quiet, um, so you might hear some noise at some point, but uh, Harlan might run over and smack me. Who knows? But uh, other than that, pretty good. How's your side? How's the, how's the lady? <laughs> uh, uh, my wife's doing uh, pretty well. It's uh, a lot of staying inside and uh, a lot of running right now as uh, I'm training for a half marathon, so I'm trying to cut some weight. Wow, that's good stuff. Like, uh, at least you're doing stuff to stay active, right? But let's let's talk about staying active. Like we're here to have a discussion about the state of Keyforge um, and where it's going. With today's OP announcement, basically saying that they're going to be shut down for at least a year. Um, for the most for for most parts, I would say that this is a grim sign for a, a game that thrives on the actual tabletop, like going to a store and playing with people across from you, um, especially with the lack of any kind of real. Um, online support as far as like tournaments and like logistically um tied into the to the shard system or into the uh into the you know the what the hell is that shit called uh the gem system so especially with um where do i, where do I cut back in all right i'm gonna start that over um <laughs> so we're gonna basically talk about the state of keyforge and uh how op is shut down for at least a year and for most games, I think that's that's a death call, especially for a game where its its whole precedence is on the card aspect of it and the actual sitting across the table from somebody. Um, I believe that um, OP not having an online client, an online client, and a way to utilize their gem system online is probably like a really heavy negative towards the game. How do you feel about that? I, I think you bring up uh, some good uh, points, and uh, so I'll, I'll start with uh, the first one. Um, well, it was the last thing that you mentioned, but uh, one of the things that players have been mentioning, even before the current uh, COVID posture, is that uh, the shard system has been a very challenging way uh, to actually get something from it. Now, the, the issue with this was that uh, Alex Watkins, when he initially came up with the, uh, this and the team came up with it, it wasn't just him, of course, uh, came up with uh, the system. Uh, he He's mentioned in the Crucible cast and some interviews in the, the past that he didn't want it uh, to be so much focused on the, like actual exchanging it for prizes at first. But as players, of course, uh, we immediately associate saying, hey, I scan my deck, I get a single shard for it. And uh, they've told me uh, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese uh, prize wall. Uh, I know I'm aiming for that table that I'll probably never get, uh, but it's like a Chuck E. Cheese uh, prize wall. You'll be able to cash in your shards uh, for uh, prizes. So 
when uh, that came out and people were jumping at the, the bits and then a month or two went by and they're like, okay, well, maybe it'll come out soon. And they said, oh, you'll be able to uh, get it at uh, vault, uh, the vault tours and you'll be able to get the prizes and eventually possibly get it uh, somewhere else. But the issue was more mo more months went by and the only possible way uh, to get it was at uh, the vault tours uh, themselves. Um, which is interesting because I'll, I'll go on a little bit of a tangent uh, for this because uh, you may recall that uh, one of the first times that we got to meet in person was at the, the Albany uh, Vaulter. And uh, there was actually quite a few uh, fellow Canadians. I think we had over 16 Canadians drove down to Albany because a lot of the Canadians really want to spend uh, their hard-earned shards, and now the game has been out for over a year to just put it in the precedence. They want to spend their hard-earned shards in uh, cash in and be able to go to one of the, the first uh, vault tours uh, because we hadn't had any in Canada and still haven't had any because of the delayed uh, posture. So we show up uh, there, and I, I've actually talked about this in uh, the main uh, Facebook uh, group and other social media uh, spots as well, is that we showed up excellent event uh the, the event was tons of fun but one of the disappointments so there was cashing in our, our shirts was that a lot of the prizes that they had there was the 2019 leftover prizes so there was uh maybe two or three of this uh play mat a few deck boxes here there was a lot of stuff overall but uh compared to just uh the vulture that was prior to that one i can't remember i think it was Potentially Vegas was uh, the one prior to that. Uh, but the one bit prior to that, their, their prize wall was quite a bit massive. So it felt like the leftovers. And uh, here was uh, Canadians and other people across uh, the world and a lot of Americans that went and were finally able to cash in. And uh, we aren't able to get what we want. So there was quite a few people that were disappointed uh, with that. And so that was just at the vault uh, tour itself. Now, you relate to people that aren't able to go to a, a vault tour, and it's been a thing that people have brought up uh, talking about because it's over two hours away from them, the nearest vault tour, or they just can't get away. And uh, like a simple thing that they, they could do, and, it, it is, and it's hard. I say simple, but uh, I, I'm still not sure why for shards, they, they're unable to have a, uh, a website that you could go to or just using uh, the Keyforge uh, Master Vault, which is still in beta for some reason, uh, but using the Keyforge uh, Master Vault and saying, hey, you click somewhere on the, the Master Vault, you say what prizes you would like to collect, and then you can get those prizes. I think one of the ways they could do it is that uh, you could say that you cash in your shards and it goes to your local store because then it could go through uh, to uh, the actual distributor, we'll send it to your store and you can pick it up. I, I can't see that costing uh, the company any additional funds outside of maybe some additional shipping fees. Like if you're already going to send um, organized play kits and you're going to send product, uh, wouldn't this be an interesting way for local people to be able to cash in on uh, the shards? As far as taking a break so you can tell me what you think of uh, that before I jump into the uh, the, the second point here um, I think that uh, the idea is interesting but the problem that you would have with that is that you still have a lot of people that are in rural areas that don't have a store that really supports them that's another part of the game is that like in the initial launch there were some people that were kind of into it and they bought off and stuff 
but I know here in New England, it's like far in, in between, like where you can find actual stores that are going to give you a weekly event or actually run OP. Um, and I'm in Syracuse, which is a pretty big uh, area. And like the OP scene here is dead already. Like it, it's already been passed by um, the store that I actually was, um, you know, giving my business to. And I still give my business to because they still try to take care of me. But they had already said even before this all was announced that they weren't going to be doing as much Keyforge, like that they might still order it for the handful of people that are here that play. But like uh, for the most part, there's not going to be any events or any time slots that are going to be slotted by the store for us. We would have to kind of make them ourselves. So with that said, I've like like I said, like I I, I don't know how well the store concept would really fix the shard issue. But I do think that the idea of having an online store for it would be a great idea. And I think that um, being able to have it just mailed to your house isn't really that big of a difference from mailing it to a store. Honestly, if people are going to put in the money to get shards and basically support your product, like you should be able to pay for a little bit of postage and like sending out a prize that they've earned. Um, so I'm in the cat. I'm in. I'm in the camp that I think that it should be turned in, even if the prices are insanely high. Like if you up the prices on some of the things because of the accessibility to it, because you you don't want to like lose that quote unquote curve of you know the edge or the profit line, whatever it is that's making this a non-factor. Like um, they, I think they have plenty of potential to make it so that there's at least something that you can get out of it. Because right now shards are dead. Like we have no no reason to have shards. Like, uh, because they have no use at this point. And um, I know, like you said, Alex had said that it wasn't the intention initially, but they always said there was something big coming. And they even made that, like, if you have, so when you get 18 charge, you get a key. And these keys are going to be super special, you know, and they had no no real answer for that either. And there's people that have tons of keys, and they're just we're just sitting on these, like, and it's kind of like you, you're getting teased with something that is not bringing fruit and after a while like you could talk about things for so long and then like at some point people are going to stop caring about it like they're going to lose all the steam that they had with the, all this uh, you know genius ideas that they had for this game because this game was revolutionary when it came out and it, it still is because of the fact of how it plays and how it did set up and everything else and like richard garfield you know made a gem and um there's a lot left to talk about but i'll i'll, I'll send it back to you to uh, continue the point <laughs> No, a hundred percent is that I, I think it's a it's a it's an excellent gem, and uh, so I've I played many FFG uh, games over uh, the years, and um, the cycling of the games and uh, the connection with the community has had its uh, uh, ups and downs, and it's uh, one of the things you'll see throughout uh, many of the communities is that uh, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, but uh, bear with me here. One of the things that you see with uh, the communities is that um, a lot of the communities have to have been striving because of community leaders. So community leaders have said, hey, I want this game to exist. I've seen it for uh, Game of Thrones, first and second edition, Warhammer Conquest, Netrunner. I've seen it for many of the games because some of these uh, stores, even uh, prior in the, the past, they say, okay, we'll support you, but we don't really understand the connection with FFG. And uh, I remember being a community leader myself and seeing other community leaders have to be like, hey, this organized play kit just dropped this week. You have a two-week span to order it. If you don't order it, you won't be able to get the kit, and we'll have to wait uh, months on end. And I remember those times in the past for previous games being like, oh, no, I can't believe my store didn't uh, support it. And then uh, people having issues because uh, if they didn't have that uh, community leader that was just like, hey, 
gun ho and really want to support the, the game. Some of the stores that were, you know, their business was elsewhere. They were making more profit with other things because uh, being honest, a lot of the FFG uh, games weren't as profitable uh, for the organized play end of side. It was just more of a fan base, uh, to be honest, where Keyforge and the games like Destiny um, and a few other uh, games that FFG make more recently has actually been more profitable because they say hey you come in you buy a deck or with uh, star wars you came in unfortunately it's been discontinued but you would buy booster packs and whatnot and uh this concept that was a little bit more newer to ffg because they got out of uh for lack of a better term the ccg and the collectible aspect and now have found more innovative ways that uh, players like me even though i don't like collectible card games well this collectible deck game of me sitting on 300 plus decks that I don't like to think about, but uh, it's a thing that I started uh, collecting has been uh, good. And uh, there's there's two sides of the, the coin here. I, I talked about the, the past. I, I think that organized play uh, for Keyforge has been a little bit more innovative and has been uh, trying to be uh, with uh, the community. Uh, of course, they haven't been able to talk about as many things as the, they would like, uh, sometimes being held probably from higher up. Uh, but it was interesting uh, at first when we would have like Alex Watkins and Brad coming in and they would be in uh, on our social media groups and like answering questions, talking about organized play. And uh, we actually seen that uh, go away a little bit more. And they said, okay, we want you, like if you're asking questions about, um, uh, if you're asking questions about rules, we ask you to go to uh, this uh, site. Or if you're talking about this, we, we tell you to go over and do it through official means instead of uh, just asking um, the people that are organizing and the people that are leading. But, uh, and it went more official. The only reason why I bring up uh, this tangent, and I know it's a tangent, so as I said, bear with me, is that you can clearly see, as much as that uh, I'm going to harp on some points a little bit later on, you can clearly see that the members of FFG that are are helping out and running this stuff, like they truly care about the, the, the game. And there's probably things that they can't tell uh, the global community, obviously, because of business practices but you could see just how much they care about the game just through those small little interactions uh you're just like wow like they care but there's something that's missing right so yeah i, I agree and like the the thing is is like one of the aspects of the game right like how like basically we're, we're bringing up points that we're we're kind of griping about right but the only fair thing to do is to give uh resolution or some kind of idea of how to fix them right? and i think we're going to do that throughout this whole thing so the the biggest thing i'm worried about right we kind of discussed this before we started recording was right the developers and the people who create these games and that are making these games and stuff they put a lot of hard work into it they put their hearts into it and you can tell because the games that they have like like their ips like uh the two big ones are like legend of the five rings and, and now keyforge like the two ips for that like are massive as far as like what they tell and how they've outlined and the details and the stories and everything that they have for it and stuff and the developers and the creators for this basically are absolutely amazing right like they, they've done such a great job with these things the problem is is that if you keep like holding back the game and stuff for whatever reason that it is like whether, whether it's monetary whether it's like and like honestly like it blows my mind that they wouldn't be into a digital client at this point and at least producing it or having some kind of story that it's coming or 
the, the other side of it is is something that they never would do because of the whole like IP thing is like why not just like say you know what let's swallow our pride a little bit let's reach out to these TCO people who've been doing this for free for us giving us advertisement making people want to play the game because they have a, a way to play the game and um, let's help like them because in the in the long run that is more money for you because you're going to get sales off of people's interest um, and a good example of that like like one of my my points to that and research points to that is look at what happened with AOA when AOA was released and TCO was not ready for it like we had a very big dip and people are going to say it's, it was because of AOA no it wasn't just because of AOA AOA was actually a very balanced set I thought like it had a very good it had combo issues like where the combos were way OP and then the rest of the set was a very balanced and very good like sealed set but like um, it was not as well liked because we couldn't play it online we could play it until it was already well into the 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 vault tour season to, to like where we didn't really have the time to put the reps in with the aoa decks that we wanted to to see how they would actually fare against code and stuff now in hindsight we know that aoa is the fallen empires of of the three sets that are out <laughs> the four sets that are out at this point right like there are some gems but like those gems are a lot harder to find and get to than they were with coda worlds collides or even mass mutations at this point right like but there are still gems and there were still a lot of good things there like um like i said most of them being combo driven but the like you know i kind of sidebarred there but like the thing is is like without the online client in an age of covid like we the game itself would die and so tco has done so much for them as far as that goes to teach them and let them see the, those patterns and you said that like i know i'm not as familiar with legends of the five rings and i know you have some some background with that like um they have a server for their game too which has been maintained by um the same people that i think do tco right like a, a big group of them and like uh basically they've supported that so like um and they've been doing that for a while too and then like you brought up netrunner and from all the history i've heard of netrunner like that community's still going and they've gotten rid of the game because of licensing they didn't want to pay for the licensing so like the community for ffg seems to be fantastic right like we we are loyal and and we have said hey this is us and we're here and we want to play your games and we love your games you know here's our here's our money here's our support but what like what how are they looking out for our like for us like the community like that's the question that's going to come to mind especially in a covid era where like i said we can't sit down across from people at this point and play games because of the way the world is right so yeah 100 uh, bring up uh, some uh, good points so i know a little bit of history and i and i'm sure that some of uh the listeners will be able to tell you uh, a bit more and we'll we'll come back and be like hey they'll message you and say hey this is actually the more correct uh, thing so just going to i'll talk about the history a little bit from my understanding and i i could be wrong i i believe that one of the first uh truly uh really well done uh online uh, sources was uh, genteki which was uh the netrunner uh web-based uh website and uh so that because the Netrunner fans, the Android fans, they love that game. And that's why there's like fan base um, sets that I believe are still coming out. And that's why it's still running. Even though the game is a, a dead game now, there's no new product. The people love that game. Uh, so the, there was Genteki. And uh, there's been a slew of these websites. So uh, I, from my understanding, it hasn't been the same group of people. There might have been some connection between the two of them. But because the website has been uh, fairly easy to uh, copy and then manipulate forever game. Uh, there's been uh, one for Genteki. There's been one for Game of Thrones. Uh, there's uh, there was a Conquest one, uh, and obviously a Keyforge L5R. 
And so all their major hit games have had these websites that FFG, and they'll never come out and fully be able to admit it. Uh, FFG has been aware of it because uh, you wouldn't be a company not being aware of this and saying a cease and desist order immediately for having sites that are taking their IP. But the, the issue is, is that a lot of these competitive players, and this ties everything in, a lot of these competitive players and casual players, there might be some that never collected the game, but a lot of the players, like all these games that I've mentioned, uh, except for like um, Netrunner, which I, I, I borrowed friends' decks, I owned physical copies of everything. Everything that I played, I owned actual physical copies. I owned everything for Conquest. I owned uh, a ton of stuff for Game of Thrones. And it was actually kind of interesting. Even if you didn't own the, the product, you would test out some of the decks and be like, okay, I got to go pick up that pack. So I'm now physically going into uh, that store and I'm buying that product because I played it online. And that's from a third, uh, it's from an unassociated uh, site. I was like, hey, I am enjoying this so much. I'm going to buy a product. Like that is just beautiful. And FFG has recognized that casual and hardcore players are picking up more product from these sites that are putting in the hard work. And in addition, there's been multiple accounts of people saying that if I didn't have these online uh, sites to play, I wouldn't play this game at all. And these are people that have won major events. Like uh, the, the top winners, I, I can't name any off the top of my head, uh, but there's been winners of worlds for various games that have won major events that said they have no local community the only community they have is by playing it, the game online and that they love the game so much that they continue to buy the product, though they have no local store. And they've won major events when they can fly out to one because they've been playing these uh, website, playing on these websites. Now, uh, the issue is, so FFG has never shut these things down because of that. And uh, going back into the, the COVID posture, and as uh, this topic has been brought up because we, I, I made my post earlier, was uh, I, I don't, at this time, like we need to come up with revolutionary ideas because a lot of games, a lot of stores, a lot of people are in hard times because of, of COVID. And uh, we need to swallow our pride, in my opinion, and in this case, and FFG might have things I'm unaware of, and that could be the case. But if I was that company, I would basically swallow my pride and say, hey, let's either buy out this website or let's talk about how can we manage to incorporate this website into FFG, into Asmodee, and have basically a patchwork solution into our full digital aspect comes online because it might take six months, it might take a year, it might take longer than that for them to come up with the perfect solution or a solution that they're comfortable with. But they need to recognize that even if it's not a perfect uh, thing, and I know some people are like, oh, TCO, it cuts out sometimes, not all the cards are perfect. But most players are not going to care. They're going to say, hey, I can play online right now and I can still support my store. Because that's the thing I care about is I want to be able to support my store. I want to play the game and I want uh, at least... Uh, a good portion of the community to continue to play. Some people are not going to want to play online, and that's fine. Some people are not going to want to use uh, this type of service because they're going to say it's not good enough. But I think the majority of players are going to say, hey, this makes sense because at the same time that you're doing this, if you don't do this, why don't I just go and play Hearthstone? Why don't I just go play Magic Arena? Why don't I go support uh, something else? Because again, the, the gaming community is so big that uh, if you don't attract our attention, um, then we're going to move on. And I think 
maybe some of the higher ups at FFG uh, look at it and they go, how much are we going to lose uh, by not supporting this right away? And and whenever our product comes out, it comes out because um, FFG has been notoriously known and it's not a bad thing. They They support, even though we talk about all this organized play stuff, they support the casual uh, players a lot for a lot of their communities. And, and they see the sales and they go, well, casual players are still buying this product regardless if there's organized play events. So this is how much we can potentially forfeit. But I think uh, Keyforge, L5R, especially where L5R is a complicated game and Keyforge, the competitive scene buying, not just competitive, but even casual players buying sealed products at events and whatnot, like it just creates revenue and that's what keeps the stores wanting to buy the product. Like it, it's so important and vital right now that I think emergency meetings, if that makes sense, need to basically be sit down and say, what's going to happen if we choose, which they've chosen at the moment, as they said, to not support any organized play for larger events for the next year, which is absolutely crazy to me. Like I, I fully support and understand that we can't do any in person. Uh, and you probably feel the same because it just makes sense because the health and safety reasons I 100% support, but they need to get on the digital aspect. It's it's so such a big, such a big thing. Yeah, and I like a lot. I, I know they've heard that a thousand times, right? Like, and I'm pretty sure that in the uh, the dark rooms of FFG, where uh, nobody knows what goes in or out, like uh, <laughs> they uh, have something in the works, right? They have to have something in the works. And if they don't have something in the works, at least pretend like you have something in the works and get something started, because uh, the the time is now for this to be happening and, and for it to occur. And because um, the game doesn't survive without an online presence, and TCO has done all this for free for like years now. Stewart and Cryogen. And, and JDL, you guys are all stars, and I've always said that. Um, without you guys, we can't do what we do. And then you have communities like Sanctimonious, like um, the United Archons, like the uh, Archons Corner, and the um, Bouncing Death Quirks, and the um, Help from Future Selves. And I know there's a ton more that I'm, I'm not getting to at this point. Sheforge, um, the anyway, there's there's so many communities out there. Reap out uh, the SAS teams, like the actual pro teams that are doing stuff. Um, tabletop royale like streaming all the time giving you guys free in, in, like information and in, in basically advertising right like we all work together and we all basically are producing something and we're all like and people are still starving for content right the whole reason i started my keyforge premier league thing is because i wanted to showcase professional play of keyforge because like uh if you listen to the podcast with me and philip um, Philip brought up like some solid points too. And cause I've talked to him a lot and like the idea is, is like pro players back when the game started are the same pro players because they haven't had to challenge themselves really, because there's not been a head to head competition for pro players at all with, with this yet, because we haven't had worlds. Like it's been a year and a half and we haven't had a world's championship. That was going to be the culmination of all this momentum that the game had. And it came to a screeching halt because of COVID. Do I blame FFG for that? I absolutely do not. Do I blame no, them no. for, do I blame them for not having a contingency or like in, in the last year now that like that they haven't decided to kind of evolve their pro their process. I can start to be like suspect about that and about my loyalty to it. But at the same time, the, 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 the fan base and the community is what we're talking about and they've been fantastic and they've, you know, we've found ways to keep the game afloat for them, but 
this is only gonna that that motivation is like it's the same with the developers and stuff like that there's only so much motivation you can put into a game that you know is never gonna go anywhere and eventually this momentum will die completely especially now that they've announced that there's gonna be a year without op there's no reason for people to buy decks if you don't give them a reason to buy decks the only thing that you can do is look at the trends and like you see with mass mutations the trend is actually really good because it's only down a little bit from aoa and from worlds collide and that's insane with the fact that we have had no organized events to make a a, a, a kind of like a, a spike in sales because like you know sealed tournaments and stuff like that that's where the, the, there's some value to those numbers because the thing we haven't had that and yet we're still selling product how much more do we have to beg you to take us seriously is the question for FFG, I think. Yeah, I, I think you bring up uh, some good uh, points with that. And so I I think one of the reasons uh, to talk about uh, the reason why Mass Mutations uh, has had such a good sales is that there it's two folds. The first one is the biggest one. The set's great. The set is, I love, it's one of my favorite sets. The set's awesome. It's one of my favorite uh, sets that's currently out there. And like, I was like, I'm already going to buy a, a ton of uh, decks for this one. And because I knew COVID was a thing, I said, I want to only buy my decks. And this is a personal thing. And uh, you can do what you want to. But I think right now, as players, we need to support our local community. And I said, I know I'm physically not going into my store for uh, quite a while. I'm going to buy as much as I can afford and feel comfortable with so i did out the the math and i said well i'm probably not going in for at least the next two or three months how many decks uh do i buy and how many decks would uh, my uh, spells uh, normally buy so i said okay i'll buy this many displays and then ffg did do one smart uh thing uh they've done some uh other uh, as well but the one thing that they did was they're like all right we're gonna give you 10 times uh shards so a few of us uh, crazy uh, players out there said, that sounds great. We're going to buy even uh, more decks. Now, of course, the, the issue with that is that it goes right back to, well, we have nothing uh, to use uh, the shards for still. And I, I think those two things really helped boost. And I think that the deck, uh, sorry, the set being really good is the, the main reason why it, it's sold uh, so much. Uh, but I think that initial thing was a smart move. So they were thinking, saying, hey, what can we do? And um, and I'll give them some credit and I'll give a lot of people some credit for the COVID posture it sucks for everything. Like no one's going to have a perfect plan in place. But I, I think a little bit more transparency and just being open at this point, I think just being open saying, like, hey, because the, they've mentioned on the Crucible cast, they're like, yeah, we, we recognize that you guys want online play. We want online play, and we're going to uh, figure out uh, what we're going to do for it. Uh, so they mentioned uh, th that, hey, we're going to do some sort of online play. But tell us what stage it's at. Tell us like how far along it is. Tell us, uh, at least recognize saying that we understand there's ways for you to go out there and potentially uh, play. You don't even have to mention TCO. You can mention like Tabletop Simulator, which is 100% uh, acceptable if they're not allowed to talk about TCO. But tell us, like... This is how far we're currently at. We're, we're trying to go through. Give us like almost like a Kickstarter. Give us like monthly updates, weekly updates. Give us uh, that comfort that you're trying and you're just working it out. Because like right now, we're, we're going to have people start dropping more and more because they're going to say, I'm just going to play other things. And we already have people going out. And it's, it, it's going to suck because even if the game picks back up, everything, say perfect world everything tomorrow gets uh, fixed there's people that are, are permanently gone 
They're they're not going to come back, even if the game boomed. And it's unfortunate because Keyforge has been the most open uh, game, has been the, the most community like. The diversity in Keyforge has been the, one of the best uh, reasons uh, to stay in the, the game. Like this game, uh, you see families uh, playing it, like Z's family, not to call them out too much, but seeing that uh, uh, Z's wife plays, he plays, his son plays, like that's great. Uh, seeing that, uh, I, I think uh, your son uh, came out uh, with you at Albany, that's awesome. Like seeing these families, like, oh my. Yeah, like the uh, the gaming community is amazing, and like that's part of the the thing that it, I think is important to uh, address as well is the fact that like there's so many families that are into this game, and like I, I, I mean there's just there's so much vested in this game at this point as far as like what you're getting and stuff, and uh, to talk a little bit about your people, you said there's people who don't come back and you know that aren't going to come back and they're getting out. That's the thing, right? That I think FFG is missing, and like I, I'm going to say this bluntly only because, and it's not out of any kind of hatred or whatnot or whatnot, but gamers including myself are very fickle once you burn us we could care less about your game <laughs> like once we feel that we've been betrayed by your game or we don't like your game anymore like like there's something that pushes us or gives us a bad taste in our thing we have better things that we can spend our free time on and um at this point like keyforge is starting to build those kind of rapports with people where they've been like man i really tried to make this game work it's like great idea like everything about it sealed play is great whatever da 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 and then but they're at that point now where they're just like burnt out because they're like there's it's going nowhere it's like being in a car and spinning your wheel and never getting to take off it's like i can understand the frustration and i think in some ways they've gotten a bit of a break because of the COVID thing because more people are willing to kind of wait and say well you know circumstances say that the world is kind of changed well the world is changing but now we're waiting to see how you are going to respond to these changes and if you are going to change with it or if you're going to stay on the same model that has had other games uh, like kind of fizzle out and die out and then i know you're just going to make another game and expect people to come back to it but i could tell you from a, a, my point of view is like as as a person F keyforge is my first ffg game um because i did play legends of the five rings but it was before they owned it and um I know that, like, basically, because of the lack of support and stuff in other games that I've had, I don't go back to games I quit. Like, I just I have a hard time doing it because I don't find the enjoyment. I've already felt that bad taste in my mouth, you know? And uh, I'm just I'm just very scared for Keyforge, for as much as I love Keyforge and stuff like that, I could still see over the course of the next year if there's not any, like, strides or something, or, you know, people trying to do something, it's going to fail miserably. And this is why I started, again, the Keyforge Premier League, because I'm really hoping that the amount of content that I put out and the, and the things I do help keep that energy alive at least to a certain point but there's there's going to be a point where resources are going to tap themselves and it's not going to be worth my time to do this for them like to do this in the idea that like I can help generate a buzz that's all I'm trying to do that's all of the communities out there that are basically running tournaments and stuff like that we're generating free advertisement free buzz for your game <laughs> and and like how are you going to repay that like that's that's the real question I think yeah, I, I think that's a, a good uh, point. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit of an old school uh, for this. I'm not too old school, but uh, one of the things I'll, I'll bring up is that. Uh, so I mentioned I I played a lot of FFG uh, games, and I I've been I basically what got me into it was that I wanted to play uh, competitive uh, games, but I didn't want uh, 
uh, money on the line. And I'll get to Vault Warriors here uh, a little bit later on. But I didn't want money on the line. So this was like the perfect setup of saying, hey, I can win geeky promo stuff. and But it has a nice competitive play. So I started off, like I said, with uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, so you talk about these burnouts and talking about gamers not wanting to come back. So some of the examples that I can uh, say is that, uh, so I started off Game of Thrones. It had already been going for about five or six years for the first edition. And then because... Uh, the cards had so many things going on. There was a, it started off as a CG, CCG and it became an LCG uh, model. And uh, because there was uh, complication with the cards, they're like, okay, they, they realized that they needed to reboot uh, the game, but it was quite kind of kept uh, quiet. And when the the game got rebooted, uh, at least for me, even though I was into the community scenes, I, I found out basically from their website saying that, oh, by the way, uh, we're uh, ceasing uh, the first edition and second edition is going to start up. And so I had just recently over the past year collected all these this product that I spent uh, hundreds of dollars on. And I, I was being told that it's no longer going to be uh, supported. So I was I was pretty burned out, as you would expect. And there was quite a few people burned out. But going on, I, I did this. Uh, it was almost a repeat cycle. I did that uh, for... Um, Game of Thrones. I, I dabbled in the second edition of uh, Game of Thrones, but because I was burnt out, I said, I'm not going to get into this uh, heavily. Um, and unfortunately, now the second edition of Game of Thrones has come to a quiet uh, end. Uh, my next one that uh, came up, and, then, and I apologize for the listeners that are like, uh, we don't want to hear too much about this. But the second one that uh, came up for me was that I really got into um, uh, Warhammer Conquest and this game. Uh, and this is where this is the reason why I got into Keyforge, actually. A little bit of, uh, sorry, it's the reason why I got into L5R, not uh, Keyforge. Uh, the reason, um, so Warhammer Conquest uh, was great. I've always wanted to play a Warhammer game, and they made a fantastic game. And the game was uh, really good. Uh, it was a golden age. To me, it couldn't have uh, been uh, better. I enjoyed the game, it had two, two worlds awesome game but the problem was that they lost their ip because games workshop said that you can no longer uh make or, or anything related so they actually lost um i think the board game called fury of dracula they lost warhammer conquest they lost chaos in the old world relic uh disc wars all, all that material that they were making so they were making a lot of warhammer uh, games and they lost that so more fan base that just like hey uh, they're going to leave, right? And the cycle goes on. I, I eventually moved on uh, to Star Wars Destiny, uh, which I played. And Star Wars Destiny, I, which is, I still can't believe, but Star Wars Destiny has ended. That was more so from my understanding because of the cost of making the dice. These unique dice was very expensive. Uh, but that one ended. And that one, if you want to talk about people in boiled blood and like being very upset, they lost a huge amount of uh, fans and I, I won't talk too much about that but they did lose a lot of fans because they're still supposed to have the star wars destiny worlds and because of COVID, uh n it, with a game that already ended they were saying we're going to do one last big blast out which i did for warhammer conquest which was absolutely fantastic uh, by the way it was like everyone came had a great time and uh, that's where like i got to meet uh brad and uh so he moved from warhammer to l5r and i was like i'm instantly and this is where i say the designers are really into the games i instantly backed and said i'm gonna buy everything l5r because brad was such a good guy and he loved making the mechanics for the games uh, really gel well that i said man wherever this uh, designer goes i 
I'm gonna follow uh, his games, and I just want to keep on, even if he's not the main designer, anything that he touches, I basically just want to keep on buying because he's gonna touch uh, great things, and the current design team is making uh, continuing that on with uh, Keyforge, but. Uh, getting back into it, so the burning out of Star Wars. So the, the big thing for this was they said, hey, it's ending. There was a lot of uh, issues that people had with it. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll come to Star Wars uh, Worlds uh, for Destiny. And uh, then due to COVID, uh, I think even before COVID got delayed, and then due to COVID, uh, Worlds uh, had to be uh, canceled for Star Wars Destiny. So now it's going to be like basically two years from the game already being dead for having a Star Wars Worlds, are they still going to hold it? Not to go into that topic, but like those fans are definitely never coming back. Like the, there's a good portion of those fans are saying, I'm done with FFG. And that's that's unfortunate because they make a lot of great Star Wars games and they continue to make some great stuff with uh, that IP. It's just making the money hand over fist. Uh, but there is a ton of fans because Star Wars Destiny was not a cheap game. It's actually the game I spent the most money on. And uh, when I sold all my stuff because uh, the competitive scene uh, died uh, locally for me, uh, like it, it cost me quite a bit of uh, money at the end. I enjoyed it, uh, but a lot of fans that aren't as stubborn as me because I fully admit I'm a, a weird person um, for that aspect. I'm, I'm very stubborn and so I'll keep on going. But Keyforge was my last one. I said, I'll give Keyforge a try uh, for this long tangent. It's all to say that I'll give Keyforge a try. I think this game's going to fail after a month, uh, which is what I openly said. Uh, you, you saw it with uh, a lot of other people talking about, even Team Covenant and a few other people that were talking about saying that, even FFG actually was saying that because they weren't sure about the unique card aspect, they weren't sure if it was going to do so well because no one's done this before. And it was so innovative. And I said, I don't think this is going to do well, but I love the idea of it. I'm going to I'm gonna crash with this game. So no matter what i'm crashing with this game and if it crashes this is this is it for me this is the end of ffg uh competitive uh, games because i'm also starting to get a little bit older i i, I just won't have time to uh invest into other stuff so i need to think about it right so it's it's been a hard road and i i would love for them to pull it back up and i think they can and that's what i think we'll, we'll talk about here in a bit yeah, I fully believe that they have the capability. It's just the desire is what I question at this point. But um, again, like this is my first FFG thing. So having that rundown that you just gave us has been is kind of interesting. And it, to me, that rundown is very common. Like there's a lot of things that have uh, that are true with other players of the that have been in the FFG world for a while. Um, but um, again, we love the, the product and we love the developers and the, the design and the gameplay. We love the fact that maybe like some of what they do too is like, like let's give them some credit, right? Like they could easily be very stringent with their IP and they have been like fair in saying, if you're not making money off of our IP, we don't care what you do with it, which is a nice gesture from a company that could easily shut down like all the things but at the same time is, is that is that money driven is that because they know that they don't have a better way to keep our interest i don't know um there's a lot of questions that i would bring up to the table if i was there and i would had open access to like get answers but we don't really know the the, the things that happen behind the doors there and stuff and we, but i do i can say honestly that i believe that they do things for our best interest as, as much as they can like i i believe the dev the de developers and the op staff and them like the tesses and the joshes i'm pretty sure that they fight for the things that we want as, as best as they can and um i just want to know like you know where 
the people we don't hear from, like where, where, where they're at on all this, because I'm guessing that they're being presented with wonderful ideas and wonderful things that could could be the proper thing to do for the player base to keep the, the interest and stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't know, like, and then like with the destiny, I know, like uh, I talked a little bit about this with Philip, but kind of blindsided him with the question, but like the reason destiny failed wasn't because of FFG and the game itself. It was because of the amount of money they had to pay Disney for the, for the use. And so that's why the quote unquote dice were too expensive. It's because Disney was like getting their cut and their cut was hu is huge, like for the IP, right? So I'm pretty sure that's the reason why Destiny died and that's why they're still doing Starfighter and stuff like that because that game has a better chance of making the money they need to make to be able to pay for the IP. But that's just, again, hearsay. I don't know anything. I'm not an FFG employee. I have no inside track. Um, this is speculation and just common sense from what I believe and, like, what I see. And, like, you know, it, c it could be completely wrong. But that's fine. Until somebody tells us that, like, that's where I'm at with it. So, um, No, I... I... No, I, I think you make a a hundred percent a good point for the the star. Like I I would assume like I think anyone with uh that looks at it like anything Star Wars related must cost cost an arm and a leg, and uh like the point that I'll make about that is like obviously like uh, Armada Imperial Assault um. Uh, what's the newest game that came out? Legion. Uh, those games are probably doing well. Actually, I believe uh, when they were talking about it during uh, their like Gen Con uh, discussions, or it might have been a different interview, they were saying that like um, uh, Legion and Imperial Assault, like even it was Imperial Assault was the example. They said that Imperial Assault, even though it lost its organized play, people are still buying like old sets from uh, stores because they love this game and like. It's not a game that needed the organized play. It was actually an interesting game that you could have a semi-co-op because it was usually like three-on-one, or you could have that one-on-one -on -one, uh, battles, which was the organized play end. And I, I, I dabbled in it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but they were saying that basically people loved the IP so much, and they loved that game system that they didn't care about organized play. They were like, just give me the product, and they would go to the stores, and they would constantly buy it. And even buying the old original core sets for that game and whatnot. And uh, I can totally see that uh, the IP, like if it's not making a good amount of money, uh, then they would have to get rid of Destiny, which was unfortunate because I thought Destiny was making them a ton of money. But I only bring this up uh, to get into L5R and Keyforge. Because they own L5R and they own Keyforge, they, that, they're probably happy to burn to uh, the ground. Like they're probably happy they're like, hey, they're not paying anyone else. They bought all the stuff for L5R. They literally bought all the art. They literally bought all the stuff. So I don't think L5R, and I could be wrong. This is pure speculation. I don't think L5R is doing the best right now. I know I was really big into the game, and the competitive scene is still doing okay. I, I think casually the game is still selling, but I don't think it's doing the absolute best. And there's a whole caveat that I won't get into, but one of the main things is that the conflict... The complicated aspect of L5R, because it is not an easy game if you're a new card gamer to be like, okay, you got to do all these mechanics. Like it's a it's a long and fun game, but it's it's challenging. But L5R and Keyforge, they own the IP, so like these these should be their massive money makers because they don't have to pay anyone else. Like uh, and they should be putting in effort. And this is um, the thing is that I, I worry about is that are they not concerned about putting in effort because they're like, oh. We don't have to pay anyone, so we get to keep the game, and uh, yeah, we can get by these uh, hard times by just saying, "Hey, uh, we're looking into it." You know what I mean? Like it. Mm. 
I think what it is is it's it's the story of like a guy that has a garage and it's full of cars, right? And like basically every every year you pay taxes on your cars. Well, you have to pay a lot of taxes on your Lamborghinis, but your Volvos really don't have that much of a tax. So your focus is really on your Lamborghinis because those are the car those are the things that are basically taking money out of your pocket, right? So like the upkeep and stuff of those cars is way more important than the rust that's collecting on your beaters right <laughs> and i know that's a it's, a it's a crazy analogy but the idea here is, is like they have like two very solid ips in legend of the five r and Key, in uh, keyforge but i don't feel that they feel stressed about that because there is no stress because there's they're the people that can let it burn let it go keep it hold on to it resell it later down the road to wizards of the coast or somebody who buys it and sees the value of it you know like i don't know like that those when you have those kinds of um when you have those kinds of IPs and basically you're sitting on them, like I, I'm pretty sure like having these crazy awesome fan bases, like even the Shadow Runner, like going back to that, like the Netrunner or whatever it's called, like that game, I could see, I could see them like like uh, re revitalizing that at some point and basically going, hey, we have the game, people love it, you own the IP, we'll sell you the game rights to make a bigger buck at, in, a, in a shorter amount of, sp of, of spending, right? Like basically it's like a fall a fallback sale like that they could probably try to negotiate or make. Um, hopefully that's not what they're doing. Please tell me that's not what you guys are doing. But I understand the business side of it and that's kind of like what like it'd be happening with these IPs. Like um, the games are popular enough, they have enough people behind them. And the same reason they bought the Legend of the Five Ring um, IP to start with was because people love the lore. Like it has a rich, very like, awesome story and like a lore behind it and um those kinds of games always have value somewhere and like you can always pitch them to somebody that has the time or effort or money to do that um with keyforge they created this out of nothing like with richard garfield like amazing and like the people are been have been amazing but the game itself is, is stuck in a place with, but the the interesting thing about this game is like think of how much like somebody like Wizards of the Coast or a bigger name like a Hasbro or whatever would pay for it when it has all these unique elements and it's already ready to be it's primed to be an online game like everything about Keyforge says you can buy product and translate it right on right to online play you can run a professional league almost like I don't know if you're familiar with Gwent but Gwent has like all their stuff is online yes, yeah. they play everything online yeah. and it's all the money payouts everything goes straight to the player base and so you have these championships like top 16s where they get $2500 for just opening the game like for playing the game with the the other top players, and then they get bonuses based on how many games they win. Like that's stuff that KeyForge could be doing, and that's the frustrating part, right? Um, but like with all that said, like I think, like I said, we're 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 keeping the game afloat with our passion and with the, with how much we love the game. And this is really a, like a cry out to you guys that are listening, right? Like me and Dominic are both very passionate, opinionated people. You guys probably know this if you know either one of us. But, like, the thing is, is, like, we care. And that's why we're opinionated. That's why it gets frustrating for us. That's why we say and put out the things that we put out. Um, but, what are like, you know, you could say, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm making a professional league with money out of my pocket to basically entice people to give us quality stuff for you to watch on on youtube it's out of my pocket and so there's nothing i'm gaining and if anything i'm losing um there are people that are starting to come along and like you know they buy decks and stuff for me and like you know that helps with the, the process because i'm just recycling it but like the idea is that like 
again, we're not making any money off of this. Like it's basically a, a pure project of passion. And honestly, even if people were giving me all the money that I get cash, actual physical cash I get for the league is going back into the player pools and the prize pools for the next seasons. Like I've committed to a one year worth of seasons. So that's six, like basically this whole time that OP is down, I'll be doing this as, as, as long as they don't like get mad and yell at me about it. But like, um, <laughs> I don't, but I'm not making any money off it and I'm spending money if anything, because my time is money and I'm putting a ton of time into it. And, uh, uh, like honestly like it, if anything i hope it sparks a blueprint i hope it basically makes them see the value i hope they watch the videos and they go they see how many people are watching it and for you people out there that are listening i hope that you're out there supporting these people who are working hard like me like the sanctimoniouses and the uh, archons corners and stuff like that and i hope that you're going to their youtube pages and liking and sharing and subscribing and doing those things that don't cost you any money all they cost you is a click because those are the those are the statistics and the numbers as a marketing person that they can see and you can use and hold again and say, look, I'm getting 600 views on this video because people want to see your content. Why don't you do this? It gives me a better reason to fight and argue. Okay, so there maybe there's a small like undermine to like what I'm doing here. And it's like, I want to see you guys doing this. I want to see numbers. I want to see clicks. I want to see people interested in the game because that makes FFG at least take notice, right? So as a community, that's something we can handle and we can do. But like, how long can we keep that momentum? It's going to be really hard if like we don't see progress no 100 percent. and uh, uh like and it's funny because at one point uh I'll, I'll bring this up at one point we had two community uh sites to play the game online and i'm going to talk about kip and only bring it up uh, very casually in the aspect that i would like to see the stats and i'm sure that uh the people that uh, ran it uh, could uh, send it out i'd like to see the stats of how many people were in shadow worlds because when i looked at shadow worlds i'm pretty sure that was one of uh, the biggest online uh, tournaments that we had for Keyforge. And we had that in place because Worlds wasn't going to happen. We said, okay, we'll do uh, we'll do uh, Shadow World. So that's what they did. And it's funny because you talk about money out of your pocket, um, not to put uh, them on the spot. Like I, I asked them and I was like, well, how much uh, was this? And they, they told me like they actually, the, the, the person that had that website, they actually lost money running this yeah. website they didn't make any money at all they lost money and it wasn't like a small amount like they when they told me the amount i was like oh my god they must love this game because i wouldn't have uh invested that much money uh coming out of my own pocket because that's that's craziness like but this person loved the game and they said this is what we want i'm willing to spend my own money to keep things afloat like this is crazy like the community is so driven to trying to help things out and yet we're getting the silent treatment. And this brings me back to uh, the announcement that we had just a few hours earlier today that organized plays canceled for a year. Why was it why why was it just a written announcement? This to me, uh, it, it didn't need to be, but it would have been more personal having like the head of FFG or the, or the heads of organized play. I know that there's miniatures and there's uh, the card games now. Alex Watkins moved over to uh, the miniature side. But to have uh, the heads of organized play, and maybe it's just uh, because it was easier to put it out this way, or they might talk about later. But like just honest conversation saying, due to the COVID posture, like uh, this is what we're doing. And to talk a little bit more saying, okay, because they, they hinted at saying, okay, kits that stores have had, um, they'll be able to start running it. I didn't even know that uh, they weren't allowed to run it into the the first of September. I thought they could, if they had kits, they could. But apparently, it says on the site that okay, you can now start running events again as of the first of September, and then on the first of November, you'll be able to order new kits. Well, I, hopefully, they start coming out and saying 
are these like actual new kits that they can order? Are these, uh, what's going on with that? Because to go on a little bit of a tangent with that, we were uh, only a third of the way through, if you recall, of the last uh, promo um, decks that we were supposed to get for Keyforge, for example. I don't even know what the art was because we, we did that entire month and we never found out what the art was for the first month. And we don't know what the second and third month, like we never got that. But that seemed like it was before COVID. Like, what happened with that? Like, oh, there's so many things. Yeah, and, and he, the thing is, is like, um, you would think that, like, if you, like, this shutdown has been going on for a while now. So you knew that there was a very good chance that it was going to continue, right? And, like, like, if I was going, like, let's say, like, six six months from now like the league isn't doing what i wanted to do and i don't feel it's worth my time anymore and stuff like that i would owe it to my people to come out and say i don't have the time to do this anymore this is these are the reasons that i'm i'm leaving the league and this and that whatever blah 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 but before i did that i would i would do my due research and say hey does anybody want to take this over for me like does anybody want is, is interested in, in keeping this going before i stepped out because i know that people would be vested in it in some way or another right like um and like the thing is is like um there's always a time for that and the thing with this i guess with the sidetrack from that with the this op thing is like i don't understand how they couldn't have announced it and then said you know have like been able like hey we know that this is going to be a crap announcement for our, our community and they're going to be bummed but how do we pick up their spirit what can we do immediately that would give us some kind of impact like positive impact to go with this negative news right like an online client would be nice even in announcing that we're in the process of looking into this like just something like minor like that would have been nice but no it's just oh by the way guys op is canceled for a year that's yeah, what <laughs> Yeah, and, and I 100% get it because it, it's complicated because uh, the one thing, and I realize it, is a lot of the, the miniature games, they're not going to have an online client. And I 100% get that. Uh, Tabletop Simulator might, I, I have no idea, but might be able to run like Imperial Assault, uh, Legions, X-Wing and stuff. Maybe. I, I think some of that stuff can run on Tabletop Simulator. It'd probably be a little bit slower. But so I get that the miniature games, but just saying like, hey, this is the stuff. And like, uh, so what's interesting, and I'll give a shout out to, um, and uh, hopefully they don't get mad at me, but I'll give a shout out to um, Asmodee Canada. And Asmodee Canada did something uh, great. So bef uh, while this was happening, uh, we were supposed to have our grand championships. Actually, uh, I think it was going to be either like next month or this month. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was coming up fairly early, actually, for our grand championships for this year. And... Uh, and so when COVID happened, we were one of the first ones that got hit with this. And uh, what they said was they actually, and you can see if you go onto Facebook and you go to their website, they said, hey, they talked to the fan base and they said, we're not going to be running uh, um, grand championships at this location. What do you guys think uh, with the COVID posture? What do you guys think of alternative solutions? Give us ideas. They actually asked the community for solutions and ideas so that they could add that to their brainstorming and thinking of alternative uh, ways. And I sent them probably way too much information. I sent them like two pages saying, here's ideas. I recommended TC, actually I recommended TCO. I said, hey, this is, I don't know if you guys are allowed to do this, but I would recommend if you still want to run it, you could run it through TCO. You could send the product to the local stores that the people would have gone to anyhow or directly to their houses. Because, yes, as you mentioned before, people have gotten prizes directly to their house. It's happened for Star Wars Destiny. It's happened for Game of Thrones. It's happened for Netrunner, uh, various games. And 
in the past, that was due to their error of the kit didn't arrive when they got to the tournaments. And people still showed up and they still played the tournament and they didn't get the prizes into like a month or two later. They were still happy. They're like, they eventually got their stuff. So getting back to this, like Asmodee Canada reaching out, I thought that was great. Asmodee Canada has been trying to put effort uh, into it. And so uh, for people that are unaware, Asmodee Canada, yes, they're part of Asmodee, but they're also a distributor. It's now moved over to Line Rampant for us Canadians, but they are the people that run organized play within uh, Canada. And so them reaching out as being part of that branch and saying, hey, we recognize that there's issues. And um, they said, here's a, they like to come up with ideas and they got the players involved. That was great. The, unfortunately, the end result, and they were honest about it, the end result was, and I, I posted this on uh, uh, the Facebook when the announcement came out, was that they said uh, for the end result was that, unfortunately, they were canceling all organized play within Canada. And we found out this uh, a month, uh, a month and a half ago, about, I think. Uh, so we found this out pretty early and they said that we're canceling it because of health reasons. And we said, as players, we recognize, we appreciate. And they said, as soon as things uh, come back online, uh, we'll let you guys know and we'll keep you involved. And that little simple, at least talking to us was massive to me. Like as a player, that's massive. Yeah. I mean, communication goes a long way in any kind of relationship. Right. And like, honestly, like it's like our gaming lives are no different from some of our social life as far as like uh, our love and passion for it. Right. Like in like the thing is, is like, when you have somebody that's as dark and, and like guarded as FFG is, I think that sometimes like even the good things that they have planned or that they're maybe looking forward into doing and stuff like that with them being as guarded as guarded as they are about them, that there there's a certain amount of loss that comes with it. Right. There's a certain amount of um, harm that they do to themselves because they don't fully communicate with the people that they need to. And um, in the communication process as well, like the other, uh, the other side of that coin is that like anytime you have good communication, you have somebody that's like transmitting a message, it's going through a medium, it's being received at some end, and then the reception has to process it, and then there has to be feedback. And the feedback is the most important thing in the communication cycle. And a lot of people, that's where they fail in communications. So a little bit of a, like a lesson there for people who didn't care. But... <laughs> But like, uh, like you learn all this stuff in, and when you work in communications, like I did in the military as a cryptologist and stuff, and you learn that like, there's a lot of, of the cycle that people neglect. And I think that a lot of times with companies and businesses like this that are in the gaming industry, they're so guarded about their IP and about what they're trying to revolutionize and what they're trying to do that they kind of tend to lose like the, the, the biggest assets and the biggest things that are going to get them farther in the community. And it's that player feedback. They, they either ignore it. They like um, listen to it quietly, but they make it sound like they're not listening. Like this kind of how I feel with FFG sometimes. Um, but like at, at some point people start to feel unappreciated just like in a real relationship, right? Like they feel like they're being cheated on or they feel like they're being taken advantage of. So therefore they basically start to burn the bridge with that player. And I think that's why players are hard bent. Like when you leave a game because of a bad feeling, you don't go back. It's because it's, it's that kind of breakup. It's like a vicious breakup, right? So... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I hundred percent get that. So uh, I actually want to give uh, one of the FFG employees uh, a little bit of a shout out here, and that's uh, it's going to be. And people are going to. It might be controversial, uh, and that's fine. I don't care. I'll, it's my own opinion. Uh, it's biased, but I'm going to give Matt Holland uh, a great 
shout out because he was going on. If you go on to some of these uh, Facebook groups and go on the social media groups, he's on the L5R group. He was on the Star Wars group. He was on uh, a bit of the Keyforge group. He was on a bunch of the groups. And he kept on giving updates after updates about like, hey, this is when the, the kits are going to come in. I apologize. Yes, they're a little bit delayed. This is what this is happening, and this is what's going on. And he would co constantly be the face person. And there's other people as well, and I'll mention them here in a second, uh, some of them as well. But he kept on coming out after a, a history of years of uh, fanboys of FFG and fangirls as well, fan people, I should say, uh, of FFG games. Uh, and where they had the policy of basically just not mentioning anything of that quiet aspect you're talking about. And he would come on and he would say all this stuff. Unfortunately, he got, and I think this is where they went back and they'll talk about it here in a bit. Unfortunately, he did get some flack, like when people got passionate and they didn't get the answers they wanted to hear. Uh, they, I think because there was too much, like uh, they were attacking too much the person, uh, particularly thinking that it was this person's fault, but they were just the communication aspect. And like, he's done so much work. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Like I would always give a shout out. Um, he had to make hard announcements about like uh, Star Wars Destiny, I believe. He was one of the first people to mention like Star Wars Destiny. I could be wrong and people can correct me. Uh, but he mentioned like, hey, the game is no longer going to be supported. And he he uh, brought it up. And like, we saw this as well with uh, Josh, Alex Watkins, Brad. We've seen a lot of the people on the Keyforge community. And this is where I talked about that when the, we first had that community if you go back into the facebook group and you look at the first like four or five months there is so much community interaction that, that they have talking about like hey this is when uh, things are going to start uh, happening and it was a very much they they had their i'm not sure if it was like um uh work profiles i believe it was but they had their profiles and they were they were communicating and like i even you would see me in the post and you can find them. Uh, I'm like, oh, wow, I can't believe you guys are communicating so much because even in Warhammer Conquest and like just a year or two prior, there was very little communication that I believe they were allowed to do and they were starting to open up and they were starting to have that more invested uh, communication, that back and forth and, and showing that they're listening to players uh, instead of just quietly listening. And even if they're not giving responses, uh, I think that was important. I, I would actually like to see that come back. I understand why it's gone away a bit because people were ta were uh, tagging Alex. They were tagging Matt a lot for like, hey, and like I just tagged uh, Josh uh, about uh, the post about organized play being canceled. So I get it, but I try not to tag uh, people too much. But in this case, I think it's so important to talk about. I, I felt the need to uh, tag them. And so I don't know. what What's your thoughts about that? I... I think that in the beginning of the game, I thought communication was great. Like, I, I, that's part of the way I liked Keyforge even more was that I got to listen to Brad and Alex talk about the game and the passion, and I got to meet Alex in Albany and like, great dude. Like, uh, I, I had enjoyed my time thoroughly there, as you know, and uh, like I was getting around, getting to meet people, getting to put like, um, you know, putting faces on people that have been listening to me for like since the beginning and stuff. Because, I mean, I, I'm a day one guy, right? Like, I was one of the first people to actually make media for, for Keyforge and stuff. And I've always had the bigger aspiration of being a media person for Keyforge than a professional player. I think I could play with the professional players and stuff, I have no doubt. But, like, um, I really enjoy watching the game. I enjoy, like, seeing the interactions. And I like, I like explaining and teaching things to people and stuff. And I think in the beginning with Brad and Alex, like, they both did a great job with all of that and stuff. And I don't think that... Uh, 
I think when once Brad moved on and Alex got moved over to the thing, we kind of lost our, our face and stuff. Not saying that Danny and Josh and, and Tess and stuff haven't been great and stuff like that. But again, that was like another blow of like something that was working and they changed. And like, I don't know why. Like, I don't understand why. And maybe they're, I mean, they're, like with, you know, Brad moving on, there's probably things that he wants to do um, and stuff. But like, even like when Dr. Garfield was on their show, like uh, Richard Garfield was on their show was saying, we have to have this Vault Warrior thing to make this game successful because if you don't put money behind it, like people will lose interest and you won't have the highest level of competition right that's kind of where i got motivation to build my league because like i really want people to play at the highest level and i want people to feel like there is a, a chess game going on right and like you, you, like i don't know like i think that just like the game is in, in a hard place right now because of the situation with covid i think the game is in a hard place right now because like ffg has been too guarded with the things that they're doing and maybe not progressive enough with the the path that they have and um i'm hoping that all this is absolutely wrong and they like spit in my face and go ha we had this all along and we were just waiting to surprise you guys then i'll be the first one to come on and say i'm sorry i was wrong they were awesome like but i don't feel that that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah no i uh, i totally get what you're saying and i think that uh so what's funny is i talked about already how like i'm not uh, a cash uh, person i don't like uh, I came to FFG games because I don't like uh, cash prizes, but I 100% recognize uh, that it'll bring the influx of players that it will bring. Like, I remember when I saw uh, the Vault Warrior, to go on a little bit of a tangent with this one, is I saw that Vault Warrior, and I was like, I was blown away. I was like, this looks like it's straight up Vegas. And, like, they're like, we'll fly you down. The, like, the top players can will be coming down get flown down and it's like i think it was like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. like man that prize is insane amount and they're showing it in like the video quality and everything was a little bit cheesy but i was like man this looks insane and i was like when the vault warrior series starts happening and i still believe this to to a degree if the vault warrior series if it gets picked up and they're somehow able to rejuvenate and get that the influx of players and i don't want to talk about too much here but the influx of players from having that cash prizes it's going to be insane. It would be crazy. What I would like to see, uh, to go on a little bit of a tangent, one thing that they could do, and here's like a free bit, is that if they can somehow get the online aspect going and they were able to do like a Vault Warrior light or at least a light cash tournament, people would go crazy right now for that. I, I think at least. I personally am hoping that that's kind of what my league inspires, right? Because I'm putting only $200 on the line, but yet I had 20 people who've won Vault Tours or Grand Champions pre-register for the league. Um, that says a lot about the competitive scene, how much people want to play for com like competitive reasons. And um, that's not even a real cash. Like they could spit like that. That that total is nothing for them to put out, right? Like like 200 bucks or like a hundred dollar first prize. That's like nothing for them to do. And it's really free money because they're in court. They're basically increasing their sales because people are going to buy decks to want to play in these events. Even if you keep it with the current set and you just push it forward with the current set online, that's huge. And that's like tons of money, like just waiting for them to have. But again, like here we are, like the TCOs of the world and the, and the tournament organizers of the world, like basically creating money for them. So maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's our fault that we put this passion into it and that we give them this free in for that kind of money. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to, to say. I, I think, um, and uh, you you get the burnout. So we get these passionate uh, players uh, like uh, yourself, me, and there's tons of community leaders that are out there. And this is uh, the thing that, um, so 
I, I will go back and uh, state here for those that are still listening, uh, like I appreciate uh, that uh, the people are listening to this in-depth conversation. Community leaders uh, need to always stay in place in my view. And I, I get on hard times, uh, a lot of people start to give up and that's the time that us, so Jupiter, myself and other people out there, this is the time to start thinking, saying, hey, we're willing to support it, but we would like to see from the company themselves putting in a little bit more effort. And one of the things that I'm always willing to do in FFG that can reach out to me is that anything related to, to the game, like I, I think it would be fascinating and I think it would be uh, imperative for them. They should talk to some of the more well-known uh, community leaders and say, hey, let's have a, a circle. Just tell us some of the stuff in a constructive manner that you see are issues for the, the game, not just us having in podcasts, but like actually maybe having a teleconference uh, call with them if they would do that. And I'm not sure if they think that's too far out there, but like having a, a conference call saying like, what's some of the, the issues? I'm sure they're well aware of a lot of them, but if you're getting community leaders telling you things that they're seeing throughout the communities, talking about stores closing, talking to, about player diminish, talking about uh, the lot, lack of interest and talking about one of the things I haven't uh, talked about yet is that the reason why I'm harping so much uh, for this online play is as a, a competitive player, as a person that loves Keyforge, I play every single week. I go to the store every single week. When COVID happened, I've gone to my store twice now, and that's only because my store has the most uh, best um, safety precautions I've seen. So there are health and safety precautions they have. And I posted on the, the main group about it. Um, I went there with uh, my spouse and we went there and we were so impressed that we were willing to go there a second time. We said that before we even entered uh, that if it, anything seemed out of place, if we didn't feel comfortable, we were just going to leave. And this is a store that I passionately go to every single week. And it's, it's a health thing, right? It's like, there's no reason uh, to risk anything during these times and it's understandable. And there's a lot of players that feel this way about not wanting to physically go in. Uh, we're becoming more dormant. We're staying inside more and, that, and that's fine. But if you get this online league going, you have people jumping, not just online league, but if you get this going and you have friends be like, man, Keyforge is a hot thing right now. And then they're jumping on and they're starting on uh, playing the game online. And then things go back to normal. They're gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna keep on playing online. Or, hey, maybe I'll check out that store. Maybe I'll come in person. It's just the increase, like, it's just free advertising by putting a, a little bit of an investment. And I'm not asking that they, they put that much money in it. It's like, just work with TCO, either buy it, work with them until you have your, your own uh, thing up. And that's the thing that I don't think that uh, they're willing to compromise, or at least not willing to tell us. I don't think they're willing to say, hey, this is beneath us, and which is what I feel they're either... It's either beneath us, it's not perfect, and I get it, they might not think it's perfect, but it, it's not what we want. It's not the polished product. And I, at this time, I don't think we need a polished product. I think we just need a product. Hey, they deal with Disney on a regular, and they see how Disney makes money. And they make their money off of their IPs and off of their, and their product. And the way they do that is they rent out their identity, right? So with that said... With that said, I uh, I think that um, there's something to be said there, right? Like, um, and part of that would be maybe like even with the TCO deal is just saying, hey, 
we're willing to let you use our, our stuff and basically we're going to support you now. We're going to push you a little bit, but you know, 80% of this is ours or 60% of it's ours. You know, like they're doing this for free. So I'm guessing that like they wouldn't really, as long as they were allowed to go by their own means and not have to do things like get pushed around by them. Like I'm pretty sure that they would be more than willing to be like, cool, give us the little bits that we can. And then how do we monetize this for you? Like how do we run tournaments like with buy-ins and stuff for you that like we can actually do uh, because people will, will come to that. They will pay to be in tournaments. I promise you that. I, I promise you that they would do that. And um, I'm sure that the profit levels would be good because people want to see it. Um, and they want to compete at that level because, like, honestly, like, when I play a card game, I, until there's money on the line, it, it, I, I really don't care. And, like, that's my biggest thing with TCO at this point is, like, people are like they're so like oh look at my tco record it's great and stuff i don't pay attention half the time when i play on tco because a hard to read because it's kind of small I, I could go for a bigger font there uh -huh. but um because <laughs> like i'm half i'm half i'm half blind and like the way the cards lay out is just hard for me to, to like want to read them so like I, I sometimes just make silly mistakes and stuff i play kind of loose and fast and like um I, I, it's not the same as like when you're playing the actual card game right um but like at the same time like i i think that like if they just did anything to make it like people are, would pay to play in, in tournaments online, they pay and waste their money on other things that are way less important. And um, just the ability to compete at the highest level and know that there's something on the line makes the game a whole lot different. Like whenever I'm like, like in a place where I'm mad at somebody, I will play like a hawk. Like I will play like I'm going to win this game no matter what, because I feel I need to at that point, because there's something either reputation wise on it or there's something monetary. If there's money on it, obviously it's a good focuser for anybody like, but without any kind of real weight behind it, it's kind of like playing poker with fake chips. Like what really, yeah. what, what, like, I, I don't know. I can't do it. Like I get online and play those with my, my, my parents sometimes and stuff. Cause they want me to play. And I'm just like, I bet it all. I'm all in. Like never would I be all in at a real casino with the hands I go all in with online because there's real money behind it. And like, if there's not something behind it, then why do you really play? Right. There's no, it, and I, no, and I, I a hundred percent, uh, that, so I, I love, uh, poker. I actually try to stay away from casinos and whatnot. Cause Gambling is uh, not a friend of uh, mine, uh, but you know what I, I do like is I, I like buy-in tournaments for uh, poker, five, ten, twenty-dollar mm -hmm. uh, buy-in mm -hmm. tournaments, and the difference between uh, playing poker for free using fake chips, or and the difference between like a low buy-in like that, mm -hmm. is people play differently, and people are going to play KeyForge differently. They're going to play it play a little bit more competitively, and, and they're going to enjoy it. And like, I'm. I'm a hardcore dedicated uh, fan, so like when they have their thing come out, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna spend too much money. I already know this. It's <laughs> already gonna be a thing. Like, and and that's fine. Like, I already have planned how much money in my head. As soon as the game releases for their official client, I'm gonna spend a ton. And that, I'm just talking about for the TCO here in the interim aspect, doing these five ten dollar tournaments or even less. They could do like a two dollar tournament, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, People are going to still in, enjoy it, but like it would be interesting to see either having a tournament that um, people have to pay a little bit of amount in, or just saying, "Hey, we recognize that uh, there's nothing at the moment. We're going to do a X amount of money uh, tournament, say a thousand dollars, something still small or whatnot, free. And this is going to be just similar to something you're doing. Hey, why not copy from something that's worked and say, "Hey." If you have been a, uh, a Vault Warrior Championship, or if you had an invite, actually, this is better. If you had an invite to Worlds, we're going to allow you to enter uh, this tournament uh, in the in-between, and you can win uh, a cash prize. Or maybe not cash prize, 
you win a free trip if you come in first or top X. You win uh, uh, a flight to Worlds. Mm-hmm. I'd be crazy. I've, uh, just something like that, right? Right. Yep. I, I mean, like I said, like you, if you put something that ties you to the game, like puts you invested into the game, the game is just better. Period. And um, that's kind of like what I'm hoping, like, again, with this um, this league. I'm going to keep p- plugging it because it's a big deal. But uh, if you didn't know, www.keyforgepremierleague.com has all the links to everything that you could possibly want to get to that is related to us, our Twitter or Twitch or our YouTube. Um, the YouTube is the big thing, right? Like, this is the, the like, if you guys want to know where my, my heart lies on my numbers, my YouTube um subscriptions like people who actually subscribe to my youtube that's where i'm taking most of my stock because that's where i'm going to be putting most of the content right all the videos are going to be there it's going to be like a tv show the twitch will be every friday for like a live stream just a q a and talk and like discuss what's been happening in the league and kind of make it like a sports recap like a sports center for keyforge um that that's my goal and that's it it's real basic um and but the thing is is like you guys got to make it worth my time but like because like playing the game if there's like if i'm vesting this interest into the game i want to see results to it right and like um by putting two hundred dollars on the line of my own money and saying just play for me let me record it the, the, the stipulation is i get media out of it right and they basically get to play for a uh, play for something right and so therefore i expect a lot more focus a lot more um quality play um so in the end i i, I hope that like it, it's very successful i hope that the community comes out in in droves and basically helps ffg see the potential of what having an everyday kind of feel of like media and you know excitement to watch because the way we're doing it like monday through thursday you get new content and then you can binge watch it on the weekend if you don't watch it on those days that they come out but there's going to be like um right now like i think we're at, i said i've committed to 36 people so that's four so four times what um six or nine so nine people so there's gonna be eight games um or eight pairings every week basically uh, so that's four games per day that come out um on monday wednesday uh monday through thursday basically um and you're gonna have four new games to watch of high level players playing against each other with something on the line right so i mean that's not overkill and it's not underkill but like it's going to be something that i think people are craving and they want more of that um sanctimonious is getting ready to do the glorious u tournament where um like again you're going to have a chance to win prizes and and like i don't know like what their the full boat is on that but we kind of pushed out that that's going to be early october so that's like right when we're starting to like record and like put the league into place for uh, the tv purposes of it all the live events the qualifiers that are running through this month will be over like they're going to come right back out with another qualifier for another thing that you can get into with keyforge and stuff and hopefully you know they build the content on that and again they did this for the first first uh, glorious few tournament they had and um, their numbers on their YouTube are very low for people who watched it why if you're a community and you want content you should be on their YouTube and you should be watching these videos giving them likes and giving them subs too um, because if you're not doing that it starts to drain on those people right and um, and the best way you can show support in the, the growth of a game is to show these numbers because the same thing with all the things that we've said in this past hour that we've been talking hour and a half that we've been talking like um, the thing is, is that you need to basically show FFG that we care enough that they should be vested in the idea of what we want. And the way you do that is you support people by subscribing, by following, by reading, by commenting, by retweeting, by tweeting, by doing all the social media aspects and putting the numbers on the table for Google Analytics and people to be able to go, here's the numbers. This is why it's important. This is why it's good. Without those numbers, they don't care. 
they're a business and that's just the facts of the matter so it's really on you to help us build these things that we're talking about and fix them right and the way we fix them is by being proactive as much as we can be and then what happens is we either get so proactive that we finally burn out or we get so proactive that we get a result and that's just the 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 the, the nitty-gritty of it and i think that's about all i got i can say on this anymore without just like repeating things we've already said but dominic you close us out what do you got <laughs> I, I, so I think uh, the last thing I'll say here is that if you've listened to this for us bantering for the last hour and a half and whatnot, uh, the, the biggest thing, and if you're an FFG employee, if you're someone there from the, the company, and I I appreciate, and uh, I know Jupiter and myself appreciate you actually taking the time to listen to this, is that uh, there, we're passionate players out there. We know that the, there's members within FFG that are extremely passionate that we've already mentioned about. And uh, the, the last thing I'll, I'll say here is that lots of options. You don't have to take any one and say, this is what we're gonna run with. We know that there's lots of options. The, the biggest thing is open communication right now is uh, uh, really important. I would like to see a crucible cast. I would like to see an organized play uh, a video, something come out and say, hey, we, we know we just made this announcement saying that organized play is canceled. Here's the things that we're proactively trying to plan. We cannot give you, you don't have to give us full dates. You can say that within the next couple of months, this is what we have planned. This is the, our drop dead date uh, for getting online content uh, for you. This is where we, we are currently at. Roger, you might not be able to announce everything. Tell us, are you willing to um, use TCO? Are you willing or are you only going to use your own product? How far away is that product? Like we, at this point, as players, uh, we would love to, to know. And I know that there's a fear within uh, FFG, most likely. And it's a legitimate fear that potentially telling us that you don't have any product. And I'm not saying this is the case, but they might be worried that, hey, we're still a year away. Like, could you imagine? So if they said that they're a year away from having an online product, people are going to say that's unacceptable. But beyond this and say, like, can you use TCO then? Can you buy that out? Can you mold it to what you need as an interim uh, thing? Or can you use other sources? If you can't uh, take uh, that stuff, talking about these online tournaments, are you willing to put onto your your pages here? There's supposed to be a Keyforge page, uh, which I know that's a little bit of a tangent, but we never did get that yet. Um, can you put onto at least the FFG page, like some of these uh, events that uh, are running like, hey, we got a lot of people that are talking and they're gonna be commenting about uh, these uh, online uh, games, like more content, any type of content at this point, talking about organized play, keeping people in the loop, making sure that we're engaged, making sure that the community stays happy because right now uh, we want to play the game. You made it an awesome game that we love playing. Don't burn your players out, keep the community uh, striving is all I got to say really. Yep, yep, yep. With all that said, here we are like an hour and a half in and you guys are still here listening. That means you care enough too. So don't be scared to say the things you need to say. And like, you know what, maybe sometimes you say something that ain't necessarily going to go off popular, but it's not the time to be popular. The time is to be honest, right? And like to basically say what you feel and how you feel it. Um, and again, by no means, I think like that you should walk away from this with the impression that like I'm bitter or defeated by this whole process because I'm not. I'm actually the absolute opposite. I'm basically trying to like, you know, the kindling and the spark I'm blowing on it to try to start the fire again and make it big. 
Um, I want to. I want it to be a bonfire. I don't want it to be a, a flake out. So um, that's that. And as far as that goes, and like I think Dominic, you know, he has the best interest of communication as well at heart. Um, he's always been an awesome person to interview because we always have tons to say. That's why we go along. But it's uh, it's going to be one of those things where um, I think we just put it in, in in the court of opinion, right? Like we want people to have these conversations and. Um, for the record, like if FFG is listening and stuff like that, we will sign no disclosure agreements to have communication with you and to basically just have an input to the things that you're doing and give you ideas if you want them. Um, I don't think anybody would have a problem signing an NDA for you. So um, that's me saying it. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Dominic? Uh, no, I've. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I've uh, I've messaged him about other things way back in the the past about uh, stuff, uh, key fortune other stuff uh, related. Been like, hey, look, I, I'm willing to help out uh, with uh, things, and I'll sign an NDA like right now if you'll give it to me. Um, but uh, what I'll end on is that we we've talked about all this, and one of the things as a player, and one of the things if FG's listening is like, uh, my heart is for the players. It's also for the stores. So if you're a local player, please continue to buy product. At, at this time, you need to buy product locally. Whatever store, if there's a store still that is selling Keyforge that you go to, you need to uh, purchase your, your product uh, there because stores are having a hard time right now. Keep on uh, supporting them so that they feel the love, the, the joy that you have for not only your games, but that you're showing that you want to keep them in business. I just had to throw in that plug because it's really important right now. Yeah, absolutely. The most important thing is to make sure those stores that are really still try trying to have things done and get things done are, are getting support from you. You're buying your boxes from them. Even if the markup is a little bit like, um, like whatever it is, like, um, you know, you can get like a lot of boxes online for like 80 bucks or whatever. Like if they're selling them for 90 or they're giving them to you for like a uh, hundred or whatever, like it's worth that extra, a little bit of extra money to show them the support that they need. Cause they're going through just a tough time as anybody else is going. So really sometimes bargain shopping here is not the, uh, is not the best for this environment. Um, even though like I understand everybody's money is tight, but um, you do what you can do, and you do what you can do for them. So um, I'm 100% behind like local community shops and stuff. I wish I had one that was really into Keyforge here. I would totally buy all my stuff from them, regardless. Um, I do buy my stuff from Larger Than Life in Clay, um, which is still 40 minutes away from here. But like I, I, I go up there, like, and that's where I buy my stuff when they have it. Um, but again, they're not going to be supporting the game as far as like sit down time for it and stuff. But hopefully, they'll still continue to have the product, and I will do that. And then I buy from people that I know on online that have start shops like people that i've met in discord that i know have shops and i just like say hey how many do you have that are going to kill your shop supply and can i get a decent price on them and i will buy them from you and you can just ship them to me um that's that's something that's another way that you can support like any of the merchants that are really putting out their effort to make the game go so um that's all i got that's i'm going to close with this is jupiter from manlius new york um and i thank you so much please check out the community the keyforge premier league and all its channels and resources um you can check it out at www.keyforgepremierleague.com dominic go ahead and plug all your stuff go 
Uh, the, no, the only thing I'll, I'll plug right now is that I also have uh, my custom tokens uh, review that I, I've been a little bit uh, down uh, for the past little bit because of uh, COVID. But uh, uh, if you're a company or a fan that makes any type of custom tokens that you would like to have a review, uh, come contact me. You can either contact me through uh, Facebook or my uh, ch uh, channel, uh, Fire Chicken uh, reviews, and uh, you're going to start seeing uh, some uh, interesting reviews coming in. I, I will plug in that there might be a, a big one that's coming out uh, that I'll be talking about, but uh, we'll see. There, there might be a table that I might be reviewing, a gaming table, so we'll see how that one goes. All right, with that said, this is Jupiter again from Manly's New York, and we are out. Thank you for listening. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, reach out to us at keyforgepremierleague at gmail.com and join the show. Without you, we couldn't be us. Check out www.keyforgepremierleague.com for links to all our content, including learn to play videos and critique on gameplays. No matter what your level is, you are always welcome. Be a part of it. The Keyforge Premier League get there.